Welcome to another episode of the Chompcast, the official video game podcast of Sorechomp. And a podcast where if you listen long enough, you will have no fucking idea who you are anymore. I was trying to get in the first curse word within the first 10 seconds. I don't think we've ever broached that, but here we are. This episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, I want to explain it ahead of time. We are going to be doing a two-parter, and that is due to some technical difficulties from the guest we are going to be bringing on to discuss this week's topic. So this episode is going to be just centered around the games we've been playing and the social media stuff that we usually do every week. And then the subsequent episode is going to be about the topic posted on the Instagram that you commented and left amazing comments on. So, if this episode feels a little bit different and awkward and whatnot, please forgive us. We're trying something new. Um, We're seeing how it goes. If it doesn't work, we will go back to our regularly scheduled program. But, if you're interested, go with us on this new journey as we try something new today and this week. Anyways, I want to say a big thank you and a welcome if this is your first time listening to the Chompcast and being here and checking out Sorechomp. Thank you so much. That really means a lot, and I truly do mean that. And if you're interested at all in hearing of more of what we have to say, just head over to where you listen to any podcasts and hit the subscribe button as we continue to try and get the Sorechomp name out there. So we have a fun, interesting set of games to talk about. I've been playing more Biomutant. Josh has been playing Backbone. And Rich has been playing the new Final Fantasy VII Remake Intermission. So, we have some new stuff to talk about and some old stuff to talk about. And we, of course, have the social media polls that you voted on from the Instagram on Mondays at Swordshop Instagram. If you are ever interested in voting for those, I'm really excited to talk about some of those. And, am I forgetting anything else, guys? trying to think i'm trying to think i'm trying to think no i don't think we are so let's get into some intros so you can put some names to the voices you're going to be hearing that sultry smooth voice that you're going to be hearing all podcast long first we have the man coming in from new york he's loved by many seen by few it's a special kind of request in order to get his presence. His name is Rich Meister. Rich, how you doing, buddy? I don't know what I was doing there, but I, was, I really was just going for the randomness. I hope you like that intro. If not, I'm very sorry. How you doing, buddy? How was your week? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been quite a week. We're back here again. Uh, I played some video games, the bulk of the video games I'm going to be talking about, aside from Backbone, which some of you might have seen me stream earlier in the week. Uh, I played in the last 24 hours, and I played a lot of them, because uh, I neglected good sleep, because sometimes games are good. Um, oh no, it's been a decent week. It feels nice. You know, I've been going out and doing stuff again, because the world's back to semi-normal in some respects. You know, just going out, uh, you know, for di- dinner a couple nights, uh, having some beers, hanging out with some folks. Uh, it feels it's E3 time, so I'm gonna be hunkered down this coming weekend. Um, I would say, uh, 
stay tuned for our E3 presentation stuff, but Josh and I are going to be talking over some of that stuff, but uh, by the time you're hearing this, all of that will have happened. So I, I guess okay. I'm sorry if you missed it. <laughs> sorry about it. No, I'm glad you're here, man, and I'm glad you're getting out a little bit. Um, I know you've been vaccinated and everything, so it's nice. Um, really quickly, because we got the time today, in New York, how is like the general feel? Are people still wearing masks when they go out? Is it lessened? How's the vibe and everything there? Um, I still get really mad when I see someone without a mask, uh, and I see it too often, and I because I, I fucking hate these people. It's not that it's hard. Really, Just... It's really hard not to get mad. It really is. It's because it's so dumb. Um, like when I go to a restaurant or anything, I I pretty much wear a mask until I've got like a drink at the table. Um, at which point, like once I'm eating and drinking, then you know masks are off. But I'm also vaccinated, so I feel kind of okay about it. And at this point, I feel like the mask thing to me is is one. It was always about protecting other people, not really yourself. And the the follow up to that would be like. It, if it makes somebody else feel better, it's it's fucking worth it to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like I can tell you right now. Um, I guess I'll just introduce myself now, and I'll get you last, Josh. Sorry. Um, that get fucked. I'm Shay here for yeah. Get fucked, bitch. Uh, that was aggressive. I'm sorry, Josh. That was way too aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry. Wow, did you see how quick he jumped on the bandwagon, Josh? I told you he'd turn on you. He was waiting for it. I'm a sheeple. I'm a sheeple. Uh, I've been waiting for five years to say that to you, Josh. It's finally coming out. <laughs> no, um, I, I live here in Japan. I live in a big city in Japan. And um, we, like most people here, don't have access to the vaccines yet. Uh, people are just starting, just starting to get vaccinated. And it's more of the elderly people and people who work in schools. Uh, not myself, unfortunately, not yet. But... You're, I'm definitely seeing more people walking around without masks, and it's infuriating because Japan is very much about, you know, about the society as a whole, and it's been really frustrating, and I actually developed something last week um, that I employ now. If I see somebody as I'm walking through the station or down the street without a mask, I say, hey, nice mask, and then I keep walking. I say it loudly enough to where they can hear it, and uh, I'm sure half of to three-fourths of people don't understand what I'm saying, and I'm sure I'm just antagonizing people and being a dick. But um, I don't do it every day, and I don't do it all day. I'm not that big of a dick, but I'm a little bit of a dick because it's it pisses me off. It pisses me off, and uh, it's not their fault, but I've had to somehow let off some steam. So there are some times when I see that, and I'm just like, nice mask. When I, I probably shouldn't do that, but... Take that, random pedestrian. Yeah. Yeah, you've you been son of you've a been served, bitch. idiot. Boom, roasted. Yeah, you fucking <laughs> bitch. And I don't feel bad about that one. No, I do. I do. I do feel a little bad about that. But no, um, it's good to be here, guys. I had I've had a really funny story. I've, I've it's been brimming. I've been waiting to tell you guys since yesterday. It was one of the funniest teaching moments I've ever had in the five plus years I've been teaching. And I know you guys are gonna love this story. So. After lunch, after I ate my lunch, two of the special needs teachers came up to me and they said, hey, um, one was telling me in Japanese and one was translating because the, um, the one who was translating, she's lived in other countries. So her English is flawless and basically told me, hey, there's this one student and I'm not going to name him just in case somehow somebody hears this podcast. Um, it, he likes to raise his hand in class 
And the teacher's like, you don't have to call on him. And actually, we'd prefer it if you didn't because his mother said that he's really enjoying English so much so that she's worried that he's like getting too energetic. And the translator told that to me and I kind of looked at her and I was like, her mother, his mother, his mother is worried. I should say there. Sorry. His mother is worried that he's putting too much energy out there. And she's like, yeah, I was like, isn't that the point of being a child? No, nah, dude. Crush and that she's like, yeah, I don't get it. And I was like, I don't either. Or, yeah. Right. And, um, I was like, okay, well, I guess I won't call on him in class anymore. And um, I, I kind of understand it because when he goes to junior high school, he's not going to quite be able to act that way. So maybe his mom feels like she's doing a really good job of kind of preparing him for his future and whatnot. So I, I it's hmm. none of my business. So I just said, okay, whatever. So I had already had the special needs English class at that point. And he also comes to the normal English classes for his grade. So I was teaching those students and we did some pre- preparation because they had to do speeches yesterday which they did a phenomenal job as a quick aside. So after that, they had to do some listening quizzes where they basically have to look at three pictures and circle two um, to hear the, to recognize the the same beginning letter and sound as what the target uh, sound is. And what I do is after they do, like they do the circling, I'm like, number one yes or no and they answer yes or no number two yes or no number three yes or no and he like the whole class he was just getting really energetic and the teacher kept trying to calm him down and i saw that in the back and i was keeping an eye on it and i could see her just be like hey you gotta calm down hey you gotta calm down and then there was one point where i was like i'm gonna get away from the mic when i do this but i was like uh number two yes or no and he's like yes just like just screams as loud as he fucking can be freaking out i'm sure my neighbors hate me fuck them um but he just screams and immediately i swear to god guys the lady just stands up grabs his arm and starts yanking him out of the classroom and he's like go manasai go manasai which means i'm sorry in japanese he's like go manasai go manasai go manasai and she's yanking him down the hall and he's like hitting her hand he's like go manasai and we're all just like staring dumbfounded awestruck our not awestruck but our mouths are just agape and we're all just like under our masks we're all like what the fuck is going on he's like go man aside go man aside go man aside he's not crying but he's like trying to apologize because he doesn't really know what he's well he knows what he's done but he obviously he can't help it because his brain there's another special needs boy in there that comes in with him and he's this tall really reserved quiet boy um and he he laughs a lot, but he la- he kind of laughs to himself. He looks at the hallway, watching like we are, and he looks up at me, and he just throws his arms up. It's just like, like in a what the fuck? And I've never seen him emote like that in my entire like the entire year and a half I've been teaching. He's just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. As we hear go man inside, go man inside, go man inside down the hallway, and uh, <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to laugh and some of the students were laughing and I had to do the, I had to do the terrible thing of just quieting my students down. I just had to be like, you guys got to be quiet right now. You can't be laughing at this. Everybody got to chill. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole time in, in my, in my insides, I was crying laughing at this whole thing. And as soon as I got to the teacher's room, 
and I talked about it with the teachers. We were all laughing about it because it was so fucking funny because they think it's as ridiculous as I think it is. But obviously the mother is the mother and we need to respect her wishes. But guys, it was, I, I, it was amazing. It was like straight out of a fucking movie, this sequence. And I, oh man, it was so funny. My captain. Yeah, I was, I couldn't help but laugh at it. So, um, I hope you guys found that story the least, uh, at least a little bit entertaining as, uh, I found it, but yeah, yesterday was just a really, really good day and it capped off a really super busy week this weekend or this week has just been insanely busy. I've been late to work almost every night or at late at work every night. I've been working on a lot of stuff for here and I've been working on some other stuff behind the scenes for some other things. And, uh, the yesterday, a lot of my students just did a really good job. And, uh, there's some students that made some like market improvements so much so that like one student was delivering a speech and she used to hate English last year and now she's into it. And I almost started crying involuntarily. I was like, this is so amazing. And you're doing such a good job. And what the fuck? And, uh, yeah, is is like one of those few moments, not few, there are a lot actually is one of those many moments that reminded me of why I like teaching so much. And it was a really gratifying, uh, cap to the week. So enough about my intro. I've, I've, I've stolen this entire intro talked a lot, but, um, Shay, I'm glad you're here. Hey, thanks, man. I'm glad you're here too. No problem. Anyways, uh, Josh, uh, we got you here from Michigan. Now word on the street is if you want to have a nice tasty cocktail, by the fireside on top of a bear rug naked is this ken hit up james bond <laughs> but if you want to know how james bond learned of the cocktail please contact mr joshua fowler josh how you doing buddy how was your week and no that wasn't ken <laughs> um I'm I'm exhausted. I am I'm exhausted. This uh this last week has been nice. crazy. Crazy. We've got uh I was I was if you listened last week, you'll know I was out that week cuz we had uh a very quick trip to uh North Carolina and back. Um left on Friday and then uh came back on Monday. Um, damn dude. Yeah. You had a long trip. Um, which is just way too much driving, way too much driving. And it's like 700 miles in a day, which is, uh, that's that's, that's about as far as you want to go. That's doable. That's still, uh, about 12 hours of driving, but, uh, doable. Any, any more than that. And it would be ill-advised and I am still recovering from from all of that just kind of exhaustion of such a long trip um it's it's rough especially as you get into your 30s i i drove from montana to arizona which is a 17 hour drive i remember my father and i did that to go see rush back in 2015 and we did that straight i think we uh, excuse me excluding the 2 hours we tried to sleep in my uh tiny toyota truck in a Walmart parking lot and it, it didn't just, it didn't cut it at all. But, um, yeah, we drove that 17 hours almost completely straight and, uh, it's brutal. So 
Yeah, dude, 700 miles is insane. Yeah, so that was that was my last weekend, which was uh it's fun going going back down there. Like I like uh, I like Michigan. To there's there's some stuff that they think they understand that they don't like going, you know, any part of the country outside of the south and asking for barbecue. Those those poor poor idiots are completely unaware that barbecue is not what they think barbecue is. Um so yeah, I got some got some real good barbecue while we were down there. Which was, I'm, which was I'm nice. jealous, man. I'm jealous. That was that was real nice. It's been a it's been a long time since I've had some good good pulled Are, pork. Awesome pulled pork. Okay. If if oh, you're at like a like a friend's barbecue are you a hamburger or hot dog guy if like those are your two choices uh burger i mean there are some good hot dogs but generally generally the burgers the way to go yeah i feel like at those events like you're not getting like the super touched up amazing hot dogs that you can be getting so but i feel like a hot dog is a lot less difficult to screw up is that how i want to say that it's not as easy to fuck up a hot dog is what i'm trying to say as it is a burger i think i mean at a cookout yes yes there are there are enough people who who are under the impression you can boil a hot dog oh my fucking uh, god why why do people do that why why is that somehow an acceptable human activity josh have you ever have you ever shipped barbecue um because um, on, a, on occasion, I will order via shipping crate from uh, from Joe's in Kansas. Hmm. I have I have not shipped barbecue, but uh, it's expensive, I mean, but it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, barbecue is one of those things that uh, you can freeze it just fine. Um, like it it. The the issue and people think you can't freeze it because frozen barbecue that you find like at the supermarket is atrocious because it's it's not actually yeah, no. barbecue and so it kind of gives the idea a bad name but yeah a lot of time if we like you know smoke a smoke a pork butt or something we'll eat one of them and freeze the other and then you can thaw that out and it's good enough at that point thaw that that ass but uh, yeah yeah. That that was that was nice going down there getting some uh, getting some barbecue. I I had oh, a yeah, weird experience. With, I can I can only assume was a uh, a uh, deep cover agent from from South Carolina because I uh, at one of the places I went to get barbecue from I I asked for some North Carolina style sauce on it. She looked me right in the aisle, right in right in the eye, and said. Here you go. Here's your North Carolina style barbecue sauce, and gave me South Carolina style barbecue sauce. Here is your North Carolina style barbecue sauce, uh-huh. sir. Gave me South Carolina that style jerk. Well, wherever that lady is, uh-huh. I hope she knows that she made one very disgruntled customer. Mm. Maybe she was an I alien. She... You don't know. Could have been. Could have been. I, I once overheard a conversation in a gas station that could have only been aliens practicing what they thought human conversation was like <laughs> possibly 
But I'm glad you guys are here. Let's talk some games. Let's get into some games. So I want to get into the Final Fantasy Remake Intermission right off the bat because I think that is the game that is hot, that everybody is excited for. Rich, you're licking your chops over there. I'm licking my metaphorical chops because I can't play the game. Yeah. Uh, I'm well into this. I put probably like seven hours into this at this point. It came out yesterday. I haven't slept much. Uh... I'm really, really, really fucking into it. Um, so the PS5, the free upgrade, uh, Integrate came out. Uh, this is only for the PS5 version. It's uh, $20, $19.99. And it is a completely separate piece of content. You don't need to have an existing file. You can just start from this. Um, and it is a side story starring Yuffie um, that takes place alongside the, the uh, story of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, it starts just after the Sector 5 bombing. Um, okay. That Yuffie arrives in Midgar. Um, and she is here, uh, you know, our legendary materia, materia hunter Yuffie is here to infiltrate Shinra headquarters and steal their ultimate materia to prove that Wutai is a threat. And, um, she is, uh, going to be, and this is going to get lightly spoilery for Final Fantasy VII Remake very broadly um if you want to skip ahead a minute or two she is here to aid the other avalanche um it's established in remake that barrett's group is a splinter cell of avalanche and and, an extremist group um yuffie is here making contact with the other avalanche which and this is maybe the most baffling stretch of it here is also based in sector (laughs) seven they just you know never really run into each other uh one thing i'll say off the bat is this game and it it tells you this flat out it it's assuming you've played the original game it does not take time to explain combat or anything like that to you um yuffie is the only playable character she has one party member who is uh sonan a new character who is another ninja from wutai who you link up with but you cannot take direct control of him you can issue commands to him he uses a bow staff, and there's also a new system uh, called Sync, which you can activate by tapping L2. And when you tap L2, uh, Yuffie and Sonon's actions are in sync together, and they can do special combo moves. Like, they can do a move called the Ninja Cannonball, where uh, Sonon basically flings Yuffie at the target with his bow staff. Um, they can do a move where, like, he spins in a circle and swings her from the end of it to attack, like, a wide area of enemies. It's a lot of flashy and really cool attacks that help you build up the stagger meter quickly. Um, Yuffie's kit is really fantastic, and I think Josh and I both agreed in the original game that Tifa was like one of the more fun ones to play as. I think Yuffie trumps her. Hmm. Uh, I'm hoping, assuming she's going to, she will likely be a party member in uh, Remake Part 2. I'm hoping her kit remains mostly the same, because... Basically how it works is she has her four-point shuriken. You can press triangle to throw the shuriken, and you can press square to do normal close-up attacks. But when you throw it, tapping it again retrieves it. It pulls it back to you boomerang style. But when you throw it, it'll kind of linger for a while and keep hitting the enemy. And if you hit square at that point, you can attack with elemental ninjutsu, uh, which you can change what element Yuffie is attacking with, you know, fire, thunder, ice... And you can kind of hit for, like, high combo damage and really stagger enemies fast that way. Hmm. She's a quick dodger, like, with not a heavy guard threshold, but 
it's about rolling around hitting quick and and getting out and just juggling enemies she's she's a lot of fun to play that sounds That's awesome cool. dude um, yeah, so, but, oh yeah i'm sorry i'll, I'll no, let no, you, no. you feed in questions yeah i i have one quick question um to kind of steer the conversation and then i think what a lot of people like me who are not owning a ps5 at this moment are kind of curious about you kind of touch lightly on what the what the whole plot is how now do they do they do kind of a thing where Yuffie almost runs into the party but then just misses them kind of thing is that kind of what they're uh, doing with some of the story of, here kind of but also no um here's the thing to note it, this takes place right after the sector five bombing and you're in sector seven so right. cloud is not is not in uh sector seven at this point he's in sector five you do okay. run into the other members of uh avalanche in a sense like you're basically at, at this point barrett's avalanche is in hot water so they kind of talk you out of like approaching them um at one okay. point sonan your partner even says to yuffie that he actually thinks the avalanche you're working with doesn't have the guts to do what needs to be done that they don't see the big picture and he thinks they actually should have allied with barrett's group because he's like we should have stuck with the guys who are fucking blowing shit up like they know what's got to be done here um but you can directly interact with uh jesse and with with biggs for example Hmm. Um, okay cool uh in particular they're two of the people you can challenge to fort condor which i want to talk about a lot because this is I've put about seven hours into this. About three of those are just playing Fort Condor. Uh, for anyone who's played the original game, uh, Fort Condor was this area in the original Final Fantasy VII where you could briefly fund like a, a quote-unquote little battle, and there was this fun little RTS game where you had to you know use money to spawn soldiers and protect this uh, reactor that had a giant condor on top of it. Right. What the remake does here is it takes the concept of Fort Condor and turns it into an in-universe tabletop game um, that is a, a string of side missions in this. And it is so much fucking fun. Uh, so this Fort Condor is a one-on-one tabletop game. And the concept is each person on their side has three bases that each have a condor on top of them. And you have an, uh, an ATB gauge, an active time battle gauge up top. There are different boards you unlock as you beat different people and different pieces you unlocked. So the boards control a handful of things. They control how many ATB gauges you have, how many units you can have in your battalion, and um, what spells you have. Because you have like a number of spell slots that can be used for AoE effects during the match. Um, and different pieces that cost different ATB to summon. So when a match starts, mm, it's on okay. a timer. I believe it's a three-minute timer. And it's either whoever destroys all the enemy bases first or whoever has the most bases left standing when the timer is up. Um, Okay. It also functions on a Fire Emblem-style weapons triangle where um, sword beats uh, shield, beats uh, ranged, and and vice versa. So you want to... Before you start, you can actually see what type of units your enemy has in their battalion and what type of board they're using and therefore what spells they have. So you can adjust okay. your settings to, to get that. And for beating people, you get a currency called Condor Tokens, which you can use to go to uh, a certain shop and actually unlock new pieces. You also unlock certain pieces for beating certain people at Fort Condor. 
this game is so much fun. The biggest travesty is that they didn't make it an online multiplayer thing. They should well, do a full full release of this with more pieces and online multiplayer. It, I could play this for hours. Well, so this is going to lead me into a question I have, but I, I have some quick commentary on it because I didn't play any, so I have an informed opinion. Um, this sounds a lot like there's a lot of potential here for it to be its own standalone game, and it reminds me a lot of Gwent from The Witcher 3, which was this... I'm sure they knew what they had there, but I'm sure they didn't know how many people were going to become so enthralled with Gwent. Um, and we saw how that went. It ended up becoming its own standalone title. They released it, and it was um, able to be a multiplayer game that a lot of people could play. So you never know. I I think that's there's potential there. Yeah. But um, actually, I kind of want to ask, do you think it's as it has the potential to be as addictive as something as Gwent? Or do you feel like Gwent or this game think, is yeah, more addictive? It, I think it would be for me, it, it, absolutely. Like I would, I would kill for them to contract a board game company to make a physical version of this. For God's sakes, it it has that appeal. There's something really cool about the style of it too, because all the pieces are the units you're summoning are like I'm summoning a Shinra soldier or a Shinra, Shinra riot trooper, or I'm summoning you know the drill dozer mech that everybody knows, things like that. And they're all kind of stylized to look almost like the polygonal characters from the original Final Fantasy VII. Um, right. So there's a cool style to it. It It's addictive and it's quick. Like, that's the thing that I think makes it click the most. A match takes three minutes. Um, oh, wow. So the idea of, like, retooling and being like, like, Wedge is one of the people you have to beat. He's one of the higher ranked people. I beat the Grand Master on my first try. It took me like five tries to beat Wedge. And because it was only three minutes, I was like, all right, let me retool my battalion and give this another shot. Give this another shot. Um, until I finally found the right combination to sort of overcome him. It, I just had yeah, so that... much fun with this. I, I, I really wish they had put some sort of online multiplayer component into it. Well, it's DLC. I, I'm not too surprised that they didn't put it, but... I think that there's a lot of potential there because the way you describe it and the way I've read and heard about it, it seems like it's a lot of fun. It has that kind of potential. So we'll see. It's a lot of fun and it's it's got style. Um, Yeah. How much further, do you know how much further of the DLC you have left or kind of the direction that's headed? My understanding is that if you were to just blow through the main content, it's about five to six hours. Um, I'm only in chapter two, uh, so I'd imagine I've got a little bit of a ways to go. Uh, certain characters we knew from the trailers that were going to be in it, like Vice from, uh, Dirge of Cerberus have finally made their appearance, and it's going to some interesting places. Um, I, I like the dynamic of Sotan as a character, and they're, they're fleshing out some of the dynamics that Yuffie had in the original game that were only sort of touched upon, like the way she sort of has issues with her father, um... And, you know, her great materia hunter sensibilities. But it, it's a lot of fun. Mm. Um, like I said, Yuffie feels great in combat, even outside of combat. Uh, when you're maneuvering, there's a lot more, like, climbing and, like, wall running sort of stuff to traverse certain areas. Not necessarily action RPG stuff, but just in the way that, like, that arrow will be pointing and Yuffie traverses this differently than Cloud did. And she feels mm. different to control than Cloud did. Because, one, she's a ninja, so she's agile as hell but also rooted in the personality we know as you of Yuffie as Final Fantasy fans. She's also weirdly awkward and clumsy. Like 
she's mm-hmm. running across a, a an iron beam raised a hundred feet in the air, but she's also tripping over herself ninety percent of the time. Uh okay. And I think they've done a good job with that stuff. That's dope. Yeah, I I really want to play this a lot, man. But yeah, I, I don't oh, want to go through the I didn't even mention the soundtrack. <laughs> the 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 traditional tracks you would expect are there, but also all of the new music is like this crazy funky like freeform jazz. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm on board. I'm on board. That really makes me want to get a PS5. But everybody, not uh, yet. YouTube not yet. the the happy the happy turtle song. There's about a million remixes of this happy turtle song from this expansion, and it they're all wow amazing. already. Damn. <laughs> I have one final question for you because I think you've kind of summed up this DLC pretty well. Does Roach appear in the DLC? Yes, he does, and you can challenge him to Fort Condor. <laughs> cool. Now I definitely am not getting a PS5. I actually I'm glad you brought it up because I had made a note to make sure to mention that, and I forgot. Um, yeah, Roach is I believe a rank two out of four uh, Fort Condor player because he fucking sucks. He's Garbage. in Sector 7 when Yuffie arrives on the lookout for Cloud. Fuck him. I, uh... he, he won't mention who he's looking for to you, but he says in classic Roach fashion, I think when they wrote this, they were really steering into how much people hated Roach. He's like, I'm looking for a friend. Let's just say he's got a need for speed. And I was like, yes, Roach is back. <laughs> guy. He's got a big sword him. and a need for speed. Hmm. Oh, Roach, whatever. But no, I'm glad. Like, everything else sounds awesome except that. But cool. I, but I'm no, excited think of it to... this way. You can beat Roach at something. You can beat him at Fort Condor. That's not enough. I want to beat him out of the entire existence of everything of ever and pretend he doesn't exist. Because fuck him. And in case you him. were wondering, I won't spoil it here. But the the grandmas the hidden grandmaster of Fort Condor is the exact person you would expect it to be in the world of Final Fantasy. Quistus from remake. Final Fantasy VIII. Got it. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I I have no idea who I'm thinking of. So, anyways, I'm excited to hear your final thoughts when you finish up the the rest of the game, probably later today or tomorrow. Or yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that, Rich. Next, we're going to briefly mention some Biomutant. Rich and I have been talking a lot about it the past few weeks, so I don't feel like we need to mention too much. I just wanted to briefly mention it, but um, yeah. I've given up on it. I'll let you talk now. (laughs) Well, yeah, Rich has given up on it for some reason, but I've got to be honest. I'm having so much fun playing this game. I have not grown tired of the loop or anything about it like i've started find rare rarer items i'm enjoying the loot aspect in this game um i'm enjoying going to all the little irradiated and whatnot areas because i've gotten a lot of the suits and i'm really enjoying exploring those areas because they feel so diverse and so different from the core gameplay and whatnot and yeah i'm just having a really fun time exploring the world i haven't done much more of the main stuff actually i've just been exploring the world because that's the kind of time i had this week 30 minutes one night 40 minutes another night so i haven't been able to really just sit down with the game so i've been trying to just do small stuff here and there but i'm really enjoying that world josh are you enjoying a lot of the exploration in that game 
Uh, I don't know. The exploration, I guess, was decent. I just started to feel more and more like that world was empty. Um, I, I, I sort of bounced off that game because I just... It's a super ambitious game, and I think that studio is like maybe 20 people. So I do want to give credit where credit is due for what they were trying. But I just don't think it really succeeds at anything, and I, I, I've been very bored by it. I, it took me like nine hours to realize that I don't really like that game that much. That's a bummer, man. That's a bummer. Josh, how do you feel about what you've done so far in it? I mean, I think Rich is right. There's not a lot to do. I mentioned before how it feels an awful lot like playing Fortnite, where you wander around and search empty buildings, gearing up for a fight. Um, that might never come. <laughs> that might never come, um, which I like. It's The exploration is is pretty fun. The you know, animals making names for all the crap that we left behind after we all died is <laughs> humorous. It's a, it's kind of a, it's a fun, lighthearted thing. I, I think the game is great at being sort of a veg out, mindless, explore something and just relax sort of thing. Um, like I enjoy just exploring around, upgrading gear, and then the combat happens, and it's just it it's there. Like it's, I don't think it's great. I think the combat is just serviceable, but I like the exploration loop enough that I don't care. Is kind of where I think I'm more at. So kind of like, I th- I think whether or not you are down to explore the world is kind of gonna be whether or not you completely bounce off of it or not because I think that's what it does the best and a lot of the other stuff is just not there. on the same tier as as that part of the game um yeah I I really agree with you it's it's a game that it's real it's such a juxtaposition to um a lot of other games I've played recently. I love Resident Evil 8, but coming home after a long day to play that was actually a little bit difficult for my my anxiety sometimes. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be in, like, the most strong of mental states so to sit down at, like, 9, 9.30 playing that game, trying not to get scared out of my fucking wits. Uh, sometimes it was a little bit difficult. So, like, when I sit down at night to play this game, it's really relaxing and peaceful. And the combat isn't overly taxing so i feel like i can just sit there and enjoy it for 30 minutes at night as i'm winding down or if i'm editing or i'm doing something else um i can mindlessly play it for a little bit and it's really nice it's really peaceful it allows me to kind of just relax at the end of the night it's been great for that and it's funny that you mentioned that josh i know we mentioned it a few weeks ago and rich and i were talking about it a little bit more uh, yeah, we love the like all the name schemes for all those different items in the game. I think that's some of the most charming stuff in the game, for sure. That's the best bit of, of writing in that, I think, is like have them talking about the, like, we go use the up and down and mm-hmm. go to, like, the Chugga Chugga station. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. it's really fun. Um, like, I think there's, there's so much they do so well in that game. Um, but it's yeah, a just really like... ambitious game that I think maybe could have benefited for a bit more from a bit more focus. Um, yeah, it tries a lot, and as a result, 
none of it is particularly like stand out like i think that that weapon construction uh system is really really cool but there's just not enough there yeah you know i I'm going to push back a little bit on that in terms of the customization. I feel like, obviously, I think when you're adding stuff onto your armor and you just put, like, a little thing on the front or on the back, it's not the most aesthetically pleasing thing. I will admit that. But I feel like there's still a ton of customization, and that's really based on how much exploration you do. And I've made some really cool weapons, and it's allowed me to customize the way I want to play the game, which is more of a ranged character. And then if I have to resort to close combat um, and magic. And I I felt like the game, you know, having spent a lot more time with it, that the game lends itself to that. It really lends itself to the way that I want to play the game. And so I have no complaints and I have nothing but praise for it because of that. But yeah, that I mean, that's the only complaint or the only major disagreement I have with the point you just made, Rich. But yeah, like um, I, I think it works better for the weapons than for the armor. The armor is just... Let me let me plug the stat onto the armor because that's like that's all the armor customization is. I just want to watch the numbers go up, Josh. Yeah, exactly. Like every single thing that you tack onto the armor is just stat. Uh, it's not right. interesting in the same sort of way. It's not like oh man, like uh, I'm gonna need way more flame resist in this area or something, and kind of tweaking what it's it's just more stat. Um, yeah. And it's just it's Number not interesting in the same way that the uh, the weapon customization is. Um, that is true. That is true. Um, one of the thing, one of the big complaints I have there is like you get some of this really cool gear and this really charming gear, like uh, like the funny hats, all the various funny hats that you get, but you can't mm-hmm. boost them at all with customization. And that is one of the weak points of the customization is you can't boost some of those items. So basically you have these cool looking items or these cute or funny looking well, items, but they're, you can, they uh, become obsolete so quickly because of the, you can level up your station. Yeah. You can level up your upgrades. If you, if you, your, your equipment, if you really like it, um, it is extremely expensive to do so. So it's got to be something you right. want to stick around with. But you can upgrade stuff. Um, I'm not I think that's 100% more intended sure. for, like, I found faction gear I like and I want to stick with it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if there are, like, hidden stats underneath that or if it's all based off of the item level equipment stuff. I. I need to like dig into that system a little bit more, but it's it's extremely expensive to upgrade gear, and you get better stuff all the time anyway. So it's not seemed worth it so far, other than like you're saying, if you find like faction gear that you really want to keep around um, for a while. I'm I'm not sure how that scales late game, whether or not it's going to be something that's like the that that's the optimal way to do it or not. Um, right. It's hard to tell based off of early on in the system, but um, yeah, like I, I I agree with your take that it's 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 doing too much in places. Like they should trim some stuff back. Honestly, I think the combat works really well when you're fighting like one or two melee guys because the parry mm. system is super satisfying. Uh, I, I don't like fighting any of the ranged guys because it, it doesn't feel like there's anything you can really do to avoid that because it's all little pingy 
gunshot type stuff it doesn't feel like you're reacting to it it's just it feels like you know just unavoidable damage type it's like when you're playing doom and all of a sudden the hit scan enemies show up like oh you just you have to take some damage fighting these guys and that's it um whereas like fighting a single boss or or fighting you know a handful of melee guys feels really satisfying um and i feel like the fighting ranged enemies is just not a satisfying part of the game like i kind of i get that they're there to you know you need to take these guys down first otherwise you're gonna be plinking away at you the entire fight but doing so isn't interesting because like they don't do much against you once you do go up and smack them in the face it's just it's not an interesting enemy type and i feel like there's a lot of little things like that where No, I get what you're saying. I yeah. get what you're saying. I want to cut in there really quickly because yeah, one yeah. thing that I kind of realized is that this game reminds me a lot of game, uh, of Kingdoms of Amalur in that it is a very big world that I, I understand for other people that how they feel this way, I don't feel this way, that feels like the world wasn't fully optimized. Obviously, different reasons why that ended up being yeah. the case between those two games, but also that it feels like there's a lot there that just isn't optimized as as a whole in the game. And there yeah. are some things that are really cool about the game, and there's some things that obviously don't entirely work. I think that was the best comparison I had for the for Biomutant. Yeah, no, it's... Thinking about older games. It is similar to that. Like, it's it, not identical combat stuff, but, but the bosses are the best part of the combat in that game because they're all... They all have unique mechanics and interesting stuff for you to watch out for whereas a lot of the you know just normal trash mobs wandering around the world are pretty boring like there's just not an awful lot going on with the combat when you're just grinding or doing quests out in the world in Amalur and this kind of feels similar um, in a lot of ways where like every yeah. now and then I get into a big fight and like oh that's really satisfying uh, a lot of the time it's just because it's something that can one or two shot me if I'm not playing well because um, it's, it's an area I'm not supposed to be in but the game right. I think actually works really well when you're in an area you're not supposed to be in um, other than things taking I, I too like long only... to kill it just mm. it's it's a more satisfying feeling to the way the combat I, plays out I don't know like how you're ex- I don't know how you're exploring the only areas I felt like I'm not supposed to be in are the the sectioned off areas where you don't have the right suit for it i haven't encountered an area where i feel outclassed or completely out leveled fortunately for me at this point um what was i gonna say i i think the way that you kind of break up the doldrum of playing some of those areas or fighting some of the same trash mobs is exploring how to upgrade your weapons and trying out different weapons because i notice when i make a new gun that is a little bit more powerful and has a different ability that I'm having a lot more fun with the game or, you know, my, my melee weapons are kind of being outclassed. So I upgrade them or make new weapons and then it's fun again. And I think that's kind of the purpose of you finding all that stuff is constantly upgrading and trying new things. And to me, that makes the combat feel really fresh. I can understand how for other people it feels very saney. Um, 
my brain is simple caveman brain. Me want weapons, me play. And that's, and I enjoy it yeah. that way. I don't know. I feel like I kind of hit a lot of that early on. I, part of that, I think, was based on me going just a pure luck build, mostly. So my right. item discovery was crazy high. So I tried Lucky out Larry a lot life. of the different abilities and different weapon types, I think, earlier on than a lot of people are going to experience. So I felt like I blew through a lot of it. Um, mm pretty early on and like just you know you still find some new stuff but i kind of know more or less what type of gear i want at this point because the play style is in some cases just strictly better yeah. um but uh, but other than that you know just kind of fits my play style um right are you gonna stick with the game josh I'm sure it's going to be something I come back to just to like veg out. It's, it is a really good, just kind of relax and turn your brain off sort of game for me. Mm. I really enjoy it for that. I, I don't really care about the story going on in the world and whatnot. It feels very, right. uh, very much like fable in the sort of, um, like, let's give you this grand thing, and you have lots of choices about how it all plays out, but you don't, actually. Um, in that, Damn you, model. Yeah, and it, it feels very similar to that sort of, you know, really early morality system sort of games that we got a ton of. really reminds me of Fable, like, even in the writing and how it presents itself. Yeah. It's and like, so bare-bones, light and dark. Exactly. Like it, it's like you found an orphanage. Do you want to help the children get adopted or burn it to the ground? Like and it's, it's, so... it's so it's so weird too because it's like they're ridiculous. Th- like you can rescue someone, fight a bunch of enemies, let them out of their cage, and then there's still an option to have it. What's how is there a dark side option to letting some guy uh, out of a just cage? Like you and, kill him? Yeah, like why? How? None of that makes any sense as far as again because it is the most. Yeah, black and white morality. It's it feels like a morality system that was written fifteen years ago. It does. It 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 like exactly like and that because of that, I think the whole I'm not really getting into the role playing part of it all that much because it's just so simple. But like I, you said, I'm, it's the fable thing where like the good thing to do was to donate money to the church, and the bad guy thing to do was literally lead people to a sacrificial altar. Hmm. And I, because of that, I'm not really super into what they're doing story-wise, but it, it's the a really fun game to turn on and veg out to. I'm, I'm really digging that part of it. So I might have stuck around for that sake if there weren't so many other things I'd rather be playing right now. That, that is the toughest part of that, because there's, there's a ton of great games like, I have an currently dividing copy. my attention. I have an unopened copy of Ratchet and Clank uh, on my counter over there. I don't. I don't have time for more Bio Mutant. No, I understand that completely. Um, I don't have a new console, so obviously I'm playing what I can play. And um, granted, some of these games are dual releasing and whatnot. But I obviously totally. this year one of the big things for me has been to play the games that I buy and play them to completion before I play another game. I think that in the past I would hop around a bunch, but I want to kind of maximize every dollar that I spend on the game 
if you guys know what I mean. And I understand some people, when they're not yeah. enjoying it as much, they're happy to hop off. I'm still enjoying Biomutants, so I definitely want to keep playing. I want to see it where it goes. I want to see the end of it the also, narrative. It, it also, to be fair, Shay, I would... Um, I know you're enjoying it enough that... Uh, like, I don't feel an obligation to have invested this time and go, I should do a write-up for this, because I'm like, Shay will do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> lucky you. As much as, you know, if somebody really wants me to write that uh, skip it review, uh, I'll, I'll leave it to Shay. Well, mine won't be skip it. Well, that's, it'll thing. be very different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I, I don't think we need to talk too much more about Biomutant at this point until... Um, I finish it like when I get wrapped up with a narrative, I can kind of tell you guys, oh, you guys really should play it till the end or ah, not the most important thing in the world. So, um, yeah, I, that's Biomutant as a whole. Um, I still feel like it's worth purchasing. Obviously, uh, Rich feels differently and Josh, I'm sure is somewhere in the middle between Rich and me. So there you have it. Uh, Biomutant has been put into the books i think um even though we have one more game because it's kind of a different show i'm actually gonna have us take a quick break right now uh get us recharged uh go to the bathroom get some water i'll go grab my notes on the raccoon detective (laughs) that's a good plan except it's raccoon not raccoon no it's raccoon but uh we'll be right back i go to central park to see the raccoons raccoon raccoon be right back raccoon Raccoon. Let's call the whole thing off. We're saying the same thing. (laughs) Go pee. Hey there. Welcome. If you found this, you must be listening to The Chompcast. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. I know, you're wondering... Hey, Shay, tell them about the other podcast. (sighs) Yes, I know you're wondering... What else could I listen to? Don't forget the other podcast. What else could I possibly listen to from these guys? Shut the fuck up. I'm about to tell them. As I was saying, if you want more content from us and you want to hear us talk more about video games, head over to SoreChomp.com where you can check out our other podcasts such as Chomping After Dark, a spoiler cast that deep dives on various games and movies, and Evoking the Sublime, where Shay breaks down the history and creation of a video game, often paired with interviews from various developers. Thank you, and enjoy. And we are back from our break. Thank you so much for waiting for us. Uh, We're going to talk about a game called Backbone, and by we, I mean Josh and Rich, and not Shay, me because I don't know what the fuck that game is. Guys, tell me, what is this game? Tell me about it. Backbone is a furry noir uh, narrative adventure game sort of a thing. Um, Not a lot of, like, adventure game puzzles or anything, but you've got, like... um, There's one really obtuse one in, like, the first hour, and then I feel like they never go back to stuff like that again. There's... Nothing that that obtuse. Nothing that obtuse. Nothing that obtuse. They do some weird things with uh, sometimes the items you have. 
will change narrative options, but it's mostly narrative later on um, with like little things of, oh, if you pick this item up, somebody in a chapter or two later down the line uh, will have an interest in it or something, just kind of depending on... It's, it, it's the items you happen to have feel more like narrative flags than like items for solving puzzles for the yeah, most part. Okay. Um, you are, uh, you know, like most noir things playing as a, uh, a private dick out to, uh, to, you know, take care of this one case that should be an easy case, but, uh, uh cheating, cheating husband. It should yeah, be real simple. You go to this nightclub, you get pictures of him cheating. Quick question. Um, why in all these noir games can I never play as a private vag? Why do I always have to play as a private dick? Um, you know, back then these are normally set in the sixties. Uh private vages just didn't have the same rights they do now. Hmm. Oh, okay. Understandable. But yeah, this game uh sort of spirals out into a, a bigger uh murder mystery and conspiracy involving the elites of uh of this world. Uh, and quite possibly some cannibalism. It, it goes interesting places. Um, I just wanted to note real quick, like, the, the writing's really good. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more here. I think Josh and I are going to round the same spot in it. Um, the art is just phenomenal in this game. Yeah, it is. Um, it is a sort of high pixel art sort of a deal um, with some big, chunky character designs with with all these pixels um and most of the backgrounds um that the backgrounds are so busy is is the thing that they do well like you'll be walking down like a rainy street and if you look up into these big cities it's set in like a new york chicago sort of city um like you'll get this nice 3d effect of like people moving around in their windows and the apartments above yeah and there's it's just it's all really gorgeous yeah it's again it's it's not there are lighting effects and particle effects and smoke and, and ref, you know, reflections off of, like, the rainy pavement and stuff. Stuff that is clearly not just pixel art um, going on in a lot of it. But adopting that even still. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas it does an interesting thing where basically anything, you know, kind of on the main game layer is pretty clean pixel art. Uh, which helps kind of telling what stuff is more interactable a little bit, but it, it doesn't stand out like you know, um, it's it, it's all it's all really well integrated there. But it it, it does kind of make things, uh, it's it's gorgeous. It is it is absolutely a gorgeous art style. Um, we should probably note while I'm thinking of it because otherwise I'll forget. This is on Game Pass, um, so it's it's definitely worth checking out there, um. I'm curious what you think of the the story so far, because uh, uh, Josh, because I think the writing is pretty strong across the board, and I think some of the subtle touches, like optional dialogue, are some of my favorite. Like um, yeah. one of the things that comes to mind is after the first mission, you sort of wake up in this other character's apartment uh, after a very shitty night for you, and as you're sort of getting your plan together, what you're going to do, you need to call your friend who's a taxi driver to get you to investigate your next lead, and you also have the option to call your mom. <laughs> Yeah. And, like, just kind of have this conversation to check in with your mother and, like, let her know what's going on with you. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to call my mom and see what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah, there's 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 a ton of stuff 
there that like you can tell you're kind of going down the same path but they give you a lot of different options of how you want to accomplish things like the the first mission the first act thing you've got to get into a bar to figure out or nightclub whatever um jazz club whatever it is it um uh and try to find out where your you know cheating husband is so you can get a picture of him whatnot for for your first job and you've got options of how to get in in the first place um depending on your actions once you're in there you can get yourself kicked out and need to find a new way in um and once once you're at that point there are multiple new ways in back in to to accomplish things um it it is very much Even even if it's the same path, your actions still feel very weighty. Um, in this, in the narrative, um, stuff that you do in earlier chapters will come back um, and have. Even if they're not like main narrative consequences, they'll have like side some degree of consequence. side consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of almost along the same way way that like you know stuff that you'll do in side quests and. Mass Effect 1 will come back and there's going to be a, a different side quest in Mass Effect 2 depending on Your what actions, you did in this yeah. other yeah yeah like um some of it's some of it's directed to the main story but a lot of it like the little you know it can sometimes affect leads and how you get back on track for the main story later mm-hmm. on like I ended up having to interview this lady I had actually initially talked to outside of the nightclub in the mm-hmm. first mission uh, I should also note that there is a street drug called Monkey Butt, and it's played totally straight. It's yeah, it's really good. Um, I'm I have been I have been really impressed with everything in this game so far. It's got just a really good artistic style, like we already mentioned, but just the way that everything fits together between the narrative, the art, and the the music in this is outstanding and. And then totally different artwork in between chapters, like those. Yeah, it's got like a like high fidelity art in between of you, like in the taxi with your. I I hesitate to call him a partner. He's a taxi driver who happens to be your friend that you pay to drive you around places. Yeah, um, yeah, like with the little conversations kind of between each act, where he drives you to your you know new area, try to follow up on more leads, um. Just, just the, the sense of place is great in this in this world. It, it's got, um, you know, diegetic music with you know, like the nightclub you're in has got a jazz singer. Um, it singing. almost strikes me as like a, a a very serious noir story that's set almost in like the world of BoJack Horseman. <laughs> yeah, and, and in a lot of ways, yeah. Um, I've been really, really impressed so far. Um, like this is something I've had on my radar for a while. Um, so I, I was, I was expecting a remember, decent amount from it, but it's... yeah, I remember seeing it somewhere a while ago, and I was, I, it was one thing I, I definitely like. I, I might have gotten to it sooner based on your recommendation alone, if you had already started it. Mm-hmm. But I was definitely gonna check it out at some point, and then it was on Game Pass, so I was like, time to take the plunge. Yeah, I didn't even check Game Pass. This is one I was planning on buying, just day one anyway. Um, 
and glad that I did because even even though I kind of was expecting a lot based off of what I'd seen so far, it is it is it exceeded my expectations even even with that so far. We'll see how the you know the whole narrative plays out uh with all of that, but I have been extremely impressed uh with with everything so far. That's cool. I I like that it's on Game Pass because then if I'm interested in this or somebody else is interested in this, it's an easy swing over there to check it out. Also, uh, as a note for anyone who's on the fence who's still really unsure about if this is the type of game for them, um, I streamed uh, about two hours of it the other night, so you could check out the VOD on uh, twitch.tv slash swordchomp if you want to see the you know opening couple minutes, hour, whatever, to see if it's something you might be interested in checking out. I don't, but thanks for uh, recommending. It wasn't really, wasn't really, wasn't really for you. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just kidding, anyways. <laughs> still, still hurt. I'm so sorry, Rich. I'm so sorry. Okay. Guess what we're about to do next, guys? I, I don't want to. <laughs> now that Rich truly does hurt. My friend doesn't care. Mm. How can anyone care? That's a really good point. You're being really hurtful today, Rich. What's wrong? <laughs> what happened between us? No, okay, so we're going to do the polls. Um, again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, every Monday at Sorechomp on Instagram, you can vote on very important polls that shape zero outcomes in this world, but you can see how you and your opinion stacks up with your fellow Brethren, your fellow men, women, non-binary, your fellow people. So we did some awesome polls this week. E3 is upon us, even though it will be done completely digitally this year. Are you excited to check out some of the showcases? 69% of people said, I'm so jazzed. I'm so glad it's nice. that number. That's the sex <laughs> number. And 31% of people said, it's whatever. Now I know Josh and Rich, you two are very excited. I'm fairly excited this year, actually. Um, I can't really check out many of the showcases um, as they're airing, but I'm excited to hear about the news. Um, I'm sure you Tepid guys feel the same way. I am not expecting much this year. Uh, just the state of the world. I, I, I'm i expecting a pretty underwhelming E3. Doesn't mean I'm still not excited to see what people have to show. Um, really, really... Uh, Looking forward to seeing what uh, they're going to pretend the release date for Halo is this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The is there an over under for that? We should we could make it right now. I'm not sure what it would be, but we could figure it out. Let's do it off the air. Let's They've got to show so it, man. Don't... They've got to, and it's got to have a release date. They it's, have to. I mean, I've not checked a calendar to know whether it's a Tuesday or Friday, which is kind of the days at this point um microsoft is on sunday i believe are are is microsoft i believe so i didn't even i didn't even think they had a set day no, they, do, they do okay it's um nintendo has been sunday for forever now but that's gonna be the one um, one of the ones we will have been live for already by the time this by the time up. you get this but uh i mean november 15th sounds like the day they'd want to hit that is the date all AAA games come out on in 
you know. Well, that is the last day for, of the fourth, for Christmas, of the fourth quarter. Yeah. So I mean, like, that's that's but... when they would aim for, I would assume, if they want it to be the 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 big Christmas game. Like, what's Embracer Group got? You ready to be embraced? Hmm. How amazing would it be if they're like Halo Infinite? coming soon after delaying it all this time having all those products and they don't have a new um, date yeah just uh, saying yes, coming Mi- soon microsoft is uh 1 p.m on sunday june 13th it's the microsoft and bethesda showcase Ooh, huh. oh there you go because they own that now somehow it's more disappointing than either were separate seeing Am I wrong? You haven't even seen anything. I I, I always liked the Bethesda show, but I always feel like they really had to draw it out just because of the amount of stuff they had to show. Like, and and pretty much everything Bethesda has to show is worth seeing. Um, just it doesn't need to be a two-hour production. So so I I think it's what I'm more interested in is um I'm assuming I mean in 2021 no like three four years ago yes even then even the last few years have seemed like. This could have been 15 minutes. Well, I- I'm wondering if any of it will be more concise this time around, because you got to figure, like, everything's going to be Nintendo Direct-style yeah. pre-produced, I would assume. Uh, except for, I, don't, I never know what to expect from Ubisoft, but we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow, as of this recording. not a... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, next poll... Or tomorrow. It's your left. <laughs> Games like Fortnite, Minecraft, and Animal Crossing New Horizons continue to pump new content into their experiences. Obviously, there are a lot more, but those are the three I just that came to the forefront of my mind. Do you enjoy this format, or do you prefer new games? 30% of people said constant content, and 70% of people said new games. And, um... I think that's interesting because we've been talking a lot recently about how, sorry, there's a siren in the background. I can't do anything about that. I apologize. Um, how we've been talking about kind of the state of gaming is to keep you constantly playing these games and engaged in these uh, various IPs. Uh, they want the player fan base to be there for a long time. And it's interesting to read that uh, amongst our personal fan base, that majority of people actually want new games and new experiences. And I mean, that lines up logically, but it was cool to actually see that in the numbers. Um, you guys feel kind of similarly new game over constant content games as a service has its benefits. Um, I, I feel like the idea of games as a service isn't bad. The detriment it's had on the industry is everyone feeling like that's what their game needs to be. Yeah. Uh, because not everything needs to be that. Yeah, yeah, no, there are plenty of games that are better off not doing that. And just... Even even if they were great, there, there can't be infinite games as a service. For the thing to work, there has to be... Because I don't have enough time to play them. A few games that people are interested in playing repetitively, and a lot of them that they aren't. And then everybody else plays Warframe. Yeah, um, I'm like I don't even mind getting new content for older games and stuff, but 
but the idea that like the, the constant content stuff i i don't like that i think it's just tiring to feel like it's an extra job you have even if it's something i like like it's just i i don't i don't have time to stay up to date on a million games i also think that's I a get lot that, of that man. is the nature of what we do like it's really hard to stay up with every bit of content on one piece of game when we there's this almost obligation to be trying new things and and talking about new things in the industry that's definitely mm-hmm. part of it, but I, I remember a few years back when I got really addicted to Apex Legends and I was hell-bent on being one of, the, one of the best players in my friend's circle, and I was playing it a lot, and I was like, man, this is just taken away from literally every other thing I'd rather be doing, which is so many other things, and it's not like I regret doing that or I didn't enjoy my time doing that, but there are things I would have rather been doing. And there are other experiences to have out there. So it's not a bad thing. It's not to knock anybody who likes that constant content at all. Because I think it's, Rich is saying, it's valuable and and it serves its place. But it's just, I know personally it's not for me. And these two are saying that they know it's not for them as well. I mean, it's, it's not even that. It's like I see myself getting sucked into it with other things like YouTube and whatnot. Like there are creators I like and they'll put out a video like, here's here's a two-hour retrospective on a fucking show that i've never seen like and i'll notice after watching it that i just wasted two hours and that's the sort of shit i don't want in games as well like i i don't need someone else pulling that trick on me like just give me my fucking two hours back that's right you're Um, easily swayed as it is josh you don't need to be mm -hmm. even more swayed you don't want to feel even more inferior Get that i understand you've been duped mm-hmm. you've been ba- you've been bamboozled that was a fuck you idiot one. <laughs> sorry too aggressive Got him. <laughs> Book it. the new ratchet and clank is dropping in a few days as of this poll it has already dropped is it a day one purchase for you 47 percent of people said yes bitch and 53 percent of people said no bitch it was for me check the twitter feed I buckled into the car and everything. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I saw that. I posted something last night on the Twitter. Last, uh, I was going to say last night. I'm all over the place today. My brain is fried. Sorry. Uh, I posted something last night on the the Twitter as well, Rich. I hope you don't mind because I had to share no, the Pokemon desserts with everybody. Mm-hmm. Shay, Shay, man, you know, you got something to post, you post it. You don't need my permission. Okay, uh... Ladies and gentlemen and non-binary people, just people of any variety, uh, be expecting a picture of my balls on Twitter later this week. It's coming. Right, well, let's have a quick meeting after this is over. <laughs> Intervention. Intervention. Here come my balls. <laughs> uh, ball, what rhymes with ball? Call. They haven't quite yet. Fall. No, got nothing. Got nothing. Falled. Uh, that doesn't work. Falled. Falled, felled. Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate is also dropping this week. Is your body ready for more? 34% of people said, give me Fort Condor. And 66% of people said, give me Yuffie. Or Yuffie, as it's pronounced, actually. Um, I thought we were past that. I know. (laughs) Which I actually was a little bit surprised the the Yuffie percentage wasn't higher. It's nice to see that 30%... 34% of people had the right answer. Yuffie got so. a Moogle hat. 
Mm-hmm. He did. She did indeed. I think indeed. we talked about this before, but if they don't make her outfit something you can actually buy in the store, they are throwing money away. Mm. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. By the way, in, in HD, you never really think about it. Yuffie's outfit, very impractical. She wears a cut-off sleeveless turtleneck. Yes. Yes. But she's trying to keep her neck uh-huh. warm and free of hickeys from all the fans. Uh-huh. 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 Actually, you know what? I'm going to give credit to credit to do the writing here. They literally have, anytime she's trying to be, like, flirty in this, like, most of the adult characters are like, shut up, kid. Because, again, <laughs> I don't want to have to have the conversation the way I did on the podcast. That girl is 16 years old. Uh-huh. They're like, hey, it's just yep. some kid. Well, that's good. At least they're consistent there and modern in their thinking. Um, so a person who bought a BTS chicken McNugget 30 piece thought that one of the nugs looked like a character from Among Us. Did you guys see this? Yes, I did. I have the internets at my house. Mm. Good. Josh, did you see it? I did not, but I, I was pretty sure that like, didn't, didn't they base those characters on chicken nuggets to begin with? No, they based so. them off the, well, the check this guys. Out. Check this out. Check this out, Josh. It listed, the person who found it, listed it for 99 cents on eBay. And if you can guess how much they made, I will give you a high five after we're, everybody's vaccinated. Sounds like an expensive flight for a high five. Uh, it's a Shea high five. It's special. $438. Hmm. It sold for over $100,000. Huh. Yeah. So, I asked Sounds like our someone choppers, has never, never experienced what chicken does after any amount. Of, well, then again, it's McDonald's. That, that there's, there's a 0% chance any of that would ever rot whatsoever, given the, you know completely abiological nature of their you get hit with a spray bottle every couple days and yes yes exactly but if you could i asked the chompers chomp nation would you try to sell a nug 45 percent of people said fuck yes and 55 percent of people said i'd sell it for 200k which is the natural I think what happened is that 45% of people just read fuck yes and they didn't read the other choice because hmm. I think it, that was probably should have been 100%, but it's okay. That is a lesson to you in making sure you read the full question and all of the answers hmm. as we were taught in high school. So this is the last poll. It has nothing to do with gaming. I was just curious because... Uh, the other day I was driving and I was like fucking rocking out as I usually do when I'm driving. And I, and I was just thinking to myself, all these Japanese people have to think I'm fucking crazy because I'm the one foreigner just drumming on my fucking steering wheel, like headbanging and shouting and shit. And I was like, they got to fucking hate me. So it prompted this poll. You're driving and you hit a stoplight. As you're sitting there, the person in the car next to you starts singing and jamming out. Do you smile or groan 84% of people said they smile which actually really warmed my heart and 16% they're fucking liars 
<laughs> and 16% of people said they'd grown. And um, I was really happy. I don't know how many, like, Rich, maybe you're right. Maybe some of those people are lying. But I was happy to see that many people would smile because uh, uh, not also for myself, yes, to some degree, uh, brings me some peace of mind. But also to see that that many people would be happy that someone is having a good time. I think that's really cool. So, I mean, do you guys when you're driving around, do you rock out in the car, like get some car car karaoke going on if like Bohemian Rhapsody comes on or anything like that only on only on t-swift tuesday <laughs> hashtag t-swift she wrote that song nobody likes you when you're 23 right that's by t-swift N- no i'm joking i'm joking that's blink 182 thanks guys i was, I was really confused for a minute i was <laughs> i thought god uh pisses me off read the room that was oh that was such a mediocre joke that i thought would get one chuckle Mm. i wasn't you really blind counted by one (laughs) (laughs) damn it my math is always off now that's a joke (laughs) oh man but yeah what would you guys rock out in the car It's a big situational thing for me. Yeah, yeah. It depends on depends on the mood. What uh, what sort of what sort of music I'm uh, I'm listening to. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah, like I, I usually don't drive song? with music, but okay. but okay. For, especially for like long trips or something, you need to break it up and like having having a solid, you know. 45 minutes of music on an album or something is uh it's a good way to break up a long trip like that so of course you sure. gotta go you know yeah, first... I'm, more of a pod, I'm more of a podcast driver mm. yeah i mean that's fair probably le- somewhat less distracting not now i have a question for you guys what is one song that would guarantee if it came on you're gonna at least tap your foot while you're driving if not be pretty you should not to tap your foot while driving rock out what's one song um that's your fucking tom sawyer boring. tom sawyer baby thank you there thank you because today today's tom sawyer he gets high on you he huh. do in the space he invades, he gets right he gets on right on through, through. Thank God. I was like, fuck, do I have this right? My brain's obviously not working today. So I was like, oh, please. I'm proud, though. I'm proud. Mine was Red Barchetta. It's a good pick, too. You boys have redeemed yourself. Rush, one no, of the but greatest that, that, bands that is, in the world. Uh, that, oh, yeah. We had like three albums in a row, all Rush, to, to close out our trip here. This Hell last little yeah. bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, we gotta got to find some way to... Uh, Getty Lee is the greatest bass player ever born. One of the best live concerts I've ever been to. Rest in peace, Neil Peart. Forever one of the greatest drummers. My favorite drummer of all time. Yeah, I'm envious of that, man. Like, one of the ones, I mean, even if it was, you know, a reunion tour, I'm still very happy I got to see Black Sabbath live. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those ones. Like, I would have loved, because I didn't get into Pink Floyd, 
until after they quit touring. Oh, I would have killed to. Yeah. 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 My my father my father like he's went and seen uh David Gilmore live a few times doing his oh. solo stuff and he said he had a chance to go see Pulse and he messed up on not going to see that tour and he said that's probably one of the greatest regrets of his entire life and I was like yeah I would yeah, have regretted feel that. that too mm-hmm. yeah no yesterday when I was driving to work um you guys will have to go listen to it both of you the listeners and you too off the air there's a a song off of childish gambino's newest album uh it's called 19.10 uh he he labeled a lot of his songs on that album in accordance with when they appear time-wise on the album so it's a weird title but man is it funky and yesterday i i was i was like oh i haven't heard this song since last year so as i was getting ready in the morning i put it on and i was just like fucking jamming as i was getting ready for work and then i listened to it all the way walking to the train station and then i listened to it the whole way riding the train station of my car and then i was just fucking jamming to it driving to work and i was just for an hour straight just jamming this one fucking song i couldn't help it and (laughs) it completely put me in a good mood for the entire day it set me in the right mood i was so tempted to just put it on the tv um or the sorry the electronic uh blackboard or monitor in our classrooms and make the students have a dance party with me. I was so tempted, but I was like, I don't want to force anybody to have to dance, but dance. Damn it. You fucking get up and dance. If you want to see your parents again, you'll dance. dance. So yeah, but, uh, (laughs) she sends a which means you're terrible, but nah, um, yeah, I, I really love card jamming out and dancing. It's like one of the few times where I'm completely to myself. I can sing as loud as I want to. Um, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And so I can listen to whatever music I want. I can sound like a dying mule and no one can stop me. So anyways, that's going to wrap up this portion of the show. Obviously, like I said, we're going to have the topic um, coming at a later date as we're splitting it up because of uh, guest issues, but uh, hopefully you stick around for that one as well, which should be dropping um, a few days before or after or simultaneously. We haven't decided how we want to roll that out. But just, I'm going to do the admin stuff here. I'm probably not going to do it on the topic stuff. Maybe I'll do it both. I'm not sure. Um, If you're interested at all in checking out more of what we do, please head to swordchomp.com where we have two other podcasts that we do. We have... um, uh, what podcast do we have? We have Chomping After Dark, <laughs> where we do... It's a spoiler cast. Um, we're about to drop a new episode of that. We haven't dropped a new episode in the past few months. We've been really busy. We just recorded that tonight, so that's going to be dropping really soon. Um, so check that out. We also have one that's fairly semi-dormant right now. It's called Evoking the Sublime. It's where I interview uh, developers talking about the history and creation of their games. Um, there are nine episodes of that. You can check that out. Um, we also have some archive podcasts that you can check out there as well. Um, also, if you want to check out the site, we have editorials. We review new games. We talk about whether you should check it out, purchase it, wait for a sale, so on and so forth. Rich is the main leader of that. I have also gotten one or two editorials up. You can check that out. Um, we have merch there, store.sorechomp.com, where we have some awesome, oh, awesome where you can check out all of the uh 
merch that we have available there's a lot of it uh i'm really proud of it i've always wanted a shirt with my logo on it and uh i'm gonna be really proud to wear some of them i have one shirt right now my uh, father's actually sending me finally two of the other shirts that i bought so definitely going to be doing some modeling in japan of those as i uh look sexy as fuck in them but anyways if you end up buying a shirt by the way please 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 send us a picture if you buy anything at the merch store send us a picture of it we want to um show that off on the social medias speaking of social medias you can find us at instagram and are on the instagram and on the twitter at sword chomp um we're all we also have a discord if you're interested in joining that and talking with some awesome people uh who like to talk about video games and life in general let us know we will get you a discord link last but not least uh two remaining things if you want to support the show because we are completely 100 percent listener funded um we don't have any advertisers obviously on the show we do our own self-advertisement and stuff uh head over to patreon.com slash where you can find out all the tiers that we have we have one starting from one dollar and it goes up there it helps us out immensely because we are trying to do a bunch of new stuff and um we're on the precipice of dropping some new content for you uh any little bit of money helps us there and it helps keep the ship going helps helps keep the lights on and uh we really really appreciate it we appreciate each and every one of our patrons seriously thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts and um if I mean, if all that's a little bit overwhelming to you and you're just like, well, I just like this show and that's about it. The best thing you can do for us is just spreading the word, letting other people know who you think would be interested in checking out our show, um, liking what we do. Please just share the word. Um, it would mean a ton to us, but that's going to do it. I want to thank Rich. Thank you be- from being here from New York. I want to thank Josh for being here from Michigan. I'm Shay here from Japan. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Thank you so much for being here, being a participant. And we will be back with the topic with our special guest in a few days. Thank you so much. Be well and take care.